It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com and by Dog TV, the first channel created to bring relaxing video and music for dogs. Online at dogtv.com and also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Give me a capital P for play for your cat. Yeah, purposeful play works a cat's brain, and gives a cat's body a great workout. Here to share some surprising insights into the do's and don'ts of playing with your cat is one of the top cat behavior specialists on the planet. Please welcome to our show, Dr. Rachel Geller. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rachel. Thank you, Arden. It's awesome to be here with you. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's habit forming these kitty and doggy puns I do. Um, I really am so glad you could be back on the show. There's a lot of things that are mysteries with our feline friends, but I do know as you you did recently did a beautiful presentation, uh, getting into play. And people will say, "Well, just throw a toy across the room," but that's not working, is it? Yeah, you know, I work with so many people who say to me, "My cat doesn't play." You know, I'll suggest your cat really needs more play. Well, my cat doesn't play. She's fat. She's lazy. She doesn't like to play. Well, throwing a solo toy onto the carpet, you know, digging into that big basket of toys that you have sitting in your living room and throwing one of those onto the floor is really not play from your cat's perspective. You know, when you just throw a solo toy on the floor, you're expecting the cat to be both the predator and the prey at the same time, which is not very realistic in terms of trying to simulate a hunt for your cat. So, Yes. Um, yeah. Throwing the solo toy on the floor is not what I mean when I say to people, play with your cat. So here you go. What is the golden rule of cat play? So the golden rule of cat play is to simulate a hunt. So mm -hmm. many people don't realize that the goal is your cat needs to be on a hunt. And a hunt is uh, includes a sequence. There's a hunting sequence. And that sequence is hunt, eat, and then have a nice, well-earned, delightful little nap. So sort of hunt, eat, relax. Hunt, eat, oh. contentment. Hunt, eat, sleep. I want to come back as a cat then. Hunt, eat, relax. That's kind of cool. cool. All right. It's, All right. A, it's a good life, but we need to provide our cats with this good life. And so many of us don't do that. So you were giving people 
maybe don't realize and they just throw up excuses, not throw up hairballs, but throw up excuses, you know, like, hey, my cat's too old. You know, my cat really isn't into toys. My cat's too fat. My cat just wants to sleep all day. Good luck, Dr. Rachel. How do you diplomatically get people into the zone to let them know your cat really may dig play? Yeah, that is that is a very good question because people have already decided my cat doesn't like to play. But so my goal is to figure out with this person, all right, what's really going on here? Is this person, yeah. you know, simulating a hunt? So if you've tried playing with your cat and you never end the sessions with that sort of final wind down as the toy, the prey is getting tired, the cat captures it, and the cat eats the prey. So if you're not following every session with the food to simulate that, you know, that catching chill and then eating the capture, if you're not following every play session with food, you may have inadvertently taught your cat that your play sessions are completely pointless. And so now your cat is not going to participate in them because all you're doing is frustrating your cat. He hunts, he captures, but he never gets to eat. So, you know, that's sort of like the whole point of the hunt. The other thing is I find a lot of people give up too soon. So okay. they wave a toy around a little bit and they say, oh, my cat's not playing and they walk away. But, you know, cats do go through this hunting sequence. So perhaps the cat was sizing things up, planning yeah. a strategy, thinking about her next move. So give your cat more than like a few seconds before you decide that she's not going to play. Yeah, cat time is a lot different than people time, right? That is exactly right. You know, and just like people, cats all have their different preferences. So, you know, maybe some cats might jump right in. Um, there are people when they go to the swimming pool, jump right in and do a cannonball. And there are other people when they go to that same exact swimming pool, dip in one toe and go in very slowly. So I just like, like we have our own styles, right, of how we approach something and how we think things through, cats are the same. So, you know, find out what kind of, hunter and thinker and strategizer your cat is and then work with your cat with her style now we got to answer the so what all right so my cat needs to play but there's benefits behavior wise right dr geller what are the benefits to us humans to getting a cat to really have purposeful play well, your cat's going to be happier. And that's the, that's the most important thing. We want our cats to be happy, right? And every time you do a beneficial play session and your cat gets that capture and she's feeling really great and proud of herself, you're at the helm. So all of that is being associated with you. But for so many people who come to me, and I'm sure you hear the same thing with cat behavior problems, my cat's biting my ankles. My cat is pushing items off the shelves. Well, if the only stimulation in your cat's life is your ankles as you're walking by or knocking something off a shelf, that's what your cat is going to do. And then humans say, my cat is aggressive or my cat is destructive. So no, regular play sessions, yes, your cat yeah, is those- bored, your cat is stressed, your cat has pent up tension. Provide these play sessions with your cat and those behaviors will go away. I notice you bravely have breakable, beautiful cat figurines on a shelf behind you. So that must mean uh, it's working in your household. Yes, I play with my cats regularly with a fishing pole and <laughs> wa- um, fishing pole or wand type toy. 
that is the best way to play with your cat because you can really manipulate the toy to resemble prey. Um, and yes, so as you can see, I'm not fearful of my cats finding stimulation in other ways because I'm stimulating them in a beneficial way. So, all right, there's some do's and don'ts to using like a feather wand or a wand toy. So give us a few of those because we need to learn how to play with our cats and we may be doing it all wrong. Yeah, I see so many people um, go take the wand toy and dangle it like crazy, like right in front of the cat's face. Well, <laughs> there is no prey who's going to fly into the cat's face and w wiggle itself around in a crazy motion. Um, prey wants to survive, and that really is not um, in a survival instinct for prey. So no, that's it's not a suicide mission. That's <laughs> exactly so. That's that's like a signal to your cat that it's not realistic. So your cat's not going to buy into it. So don't oh, don't you know wiggle the toy around in some crazy fashion right in the cat's face. And the other thing is, prey moves away from the cat. Prey wants good. to escape from the cat. Prey doesn't go towards the cat. So make sure you're using a motion that's um, realistic. And I would say the last really really important thing is to be unpredictable. So people who just sit there with the, the wand toy and go up and down, up and down, back and forth, back and forth. Well, that doesn't resemble how prey would act. You know, prey might scurry under the furniture or run across the floor to, to escape. Prey might play dead a little bit to try to trick the cat. So think about, um, you know, all the different ways prey may act and really try to simulate that during your play session. Hey, everybody, we're going to keep talking with Dr. Rachel Geller, but we've got to take this quick break. Sit and purr. We'll be right back. Hey, pet pals, welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have my really great friend and amazing cat expert. We're talking about Dr. Rachel Geller. She is a um, cat behavior specialist. I want everybody, what's your website so we can dash to after the show? Thank you. My website is drrachelcatbehavior.com. So drrachelcatbehavior.com. And you're also a Red Sox fan, right? I am a huge Red Sox fan. I've had season tickets since 1985. Um, wow. Yeah, big Red Sox fan. From diapers to now, that's pretty awesome. I'm well, proud, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Well, you give ageless advice. So let's let's dive in about how to wrap up a play session. How long should it be? And I know you shouldn't have a crowd of other cats watching while you're doing this one-on-one, -on -one, but get into the mind of a prey for all these people out there. So how do you effectively do it so the cat can actually catch it and get it? I love this question because people will say to me, oh, I played with my cat for two hours and she still wasn't tired out. Well, <laughs> if you don't end the session properly, no matter how long you play, um, your cat's going to still be revved up and looking for that capture. So the idea isn't to to tire the cat out, the idea is, again, to simulate a hunt. So when you're ready for I the like session that. to end and think about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, that would be like the normal amount of time that a cat would hunt if the cat were living outside. So about 10 or 15 minutes, um, 
you don't just want to say, oh, well, will you look at the time? Session over, flop down the wand and walk away. No, 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 no. What we want to do is, remember, we're simulating a hunt. The prey is getting tired. The prey is getting injured. Prey is dying. So slowly, slowly wind the game down, slow it down, and let your cat have, have that last one final super duper juicy capture. Let him physically feel that capture between his paws or between his teeth, however your cat likes to capture, and then follow the game immediately with a treat that you know your cat really loves. If your cat's on a special diet, it can be a portion of the cat's regular meal. It can be the prescription food. It can be any type of food that, you know, your cat enjoys. It can be some yummy, super duper treat that you reserve for the play sessions. But follow that final capture with the food. Now your cat has completed the hunting sequence. Um, The food is a natural signal to the cat that the hunting sequence has been um, completed. He feels good. He's a proud conqueror. He's king of his castle. She's queen of her territory. Feeling great. Field of chemicals being released. You are part of the game. And now she's ready for a well-earned nap. So, you know, for all those problems that people talk about aggression biting, you know, if you redirect to play, um, it's a positive way of solving that problem. And now her that need is satisfied and the cat is calmed down. So let's get into the brain. What's happening? What's the hormone situation when you play with a purpose effectively and get that kitty to feel like he or she's a hunter? Yes, you're releasing all those feel-good endorphins, those feel-good chemicals. So um, so I'm a big runner. Um, probably your listeners don't realize this, but I've actually run and finished 11 Boston marathons. Oh, I love I love it. So um, nice And I job. feel great, right? When I'm running, I'm... Get all those chemicals going in my brain. I'm feeling super duper. Your cat's the same way. So think of something that you like, that you enjoy. When you're doing it, you're really feeling good. You're feeling satisfied. You're feeling rewarded. This is how your cat feels after that final capture and food. He's completed that hunting sequence and he's really feeling good. He's feeling good about his home. He's feeling good about his abilities. He's feeling good about doing it with you. It's just a win-win situation all the way around. You know, you can take scared cats and make them less anxious. You can take sad cats and make them happy all through interactive play. So we also tease the readers that you like things like a wand toy or, or a feather wand. So give us the skinny on purposeful play when it comes to things that do's and don'ts. Uh, food puzzles, laser toys. I know what you're going to say. But you need to say it. You're the expert and people need to listen because we don't want to frustrate our cats. We don't. I am a big fan of the fishing pole or wand type toy because I said you can really manipulate it to resemble prey. And there are so many different types on the market that you can really match the toy to your cat's style. So, you know, it's it's simple. Observe your cat. See what your cat naturally likes to do. Some cats like to run after bugs. So, you know, find a toy. This maybe has a smaller thing at the end that will entice okay. a cat that enjoys bugs. Some cats are always looking up at the birds. That's the cat that might like a feather toy. My um, okay. huge big no-no is the laser pointer. So okay. laser pointers were developed for PowerPoint presentations in the office. And that is where they should stay. 
Yeah, me buying a lotto ticket and scratching it off and frustrated again. Empty, empty, empty. I really am glad. I wish we could get rid of balls of yarn with kitten pictures as a pet first aid instructor. Why do you have a picture of a kitten next to a ball of yarn that's choking and linear? And then the same with you, right? Laser tags. I I I, I would love to do a like a video going through like the pet supply store and tossing everything that they have that they sell that are really not very good for cats, but then they probably would never let me in again. But Laser pointers is a good I'll example. Go <laughs> so yeah. we'll flip it. What, you know, a lot of cats, I know Dr. Liz Bales came up with a little feeding feeder that looks like a mouse and there's other things. What about food puzzles and feeders? What's your take on them? I'm a huge fan of puzzle feeders. So even I can't play with my cat 24 seven. And even oh, I, I cannot always be available. Going to the Red Sox game or you're late. Can you, can you imagine? Time. Right. So um, puzzle feeders are a terrific way for cats to get to be able to simulate that hunt without you there. And so for people who don't know, a puzzle feeder is, is um, a type of a cat toy where the cat has to overcome some challenge or manipulate the toy in some way or figure out some puzzle. And when they get it right, a piece of food is doled out and they come yeah. in every and they're fun. And cats, cats really enjoy it. And they come in every, you know, level of, of difficulty, you know, style that would match your cat. Um, you know, if you have a super duper clever cat, you know, I have those people who t- tell me that their cat figures out how to open a door. You know, that cat may need a more complex toy. If you have a cat who's a little more shy, <laughs> maybe, and, and, and not as assertive, you know, they may want a simpler toy. But really, they come in every shape and style. There's a toy for every budget. If you're a DIYer and you're on a budget and you can take like a paper towel roll or a toilet paper roll, pinch the the ends, cut some holes into it, put some food, and voila, you have a puzzle feeder. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on these items and you will really make your cat very happy with, again, this positive form of stimulation. I think this is by far one of the best interviews I've had about a cat topic in a zillion years. And I am so glad you came up and stepped up to the plate and hit a home run for cats on the purpose of play, Dr. Rachel Geller. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thank you, Arden. Hey, everybody. We're going to keep talking with Tom Eriks. We're going to take this quick break. Sit and purr. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Were you hanging out right here while we were gone waiting for us to get back? (laughs) I knew you would. Hey, pet pals. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Inspirational muses come in all forms. And for our special guest today, the life changer was a dog named Cooper. As you will discover... Our guest has quite a tale to tell. Please welcome to the show the founder of Get Joy, Tom Eriks. Welcome to the show, Tom. 
Well, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. It's uh, it's a real treat. Thank you. I mean, there's all kinds of names for companies, Tom. And I keep saying, get joy, your company's name. And nobody should have a sourpuss face on them, right? No, I mean, it's what what we love the most about the name. <laughs> and and it, all the credit goes to my wife, Kathy. So when we were thinking about naming the company, uh, we originally called it Joy. Um but we kind of rejiggered it to get joy, mostly because the word joy means something so unique to each individual. And it's really powerful. It's really powerful to have this notion of get joy because it's a reminder for everybody that we introduce to the brand that it's way bigger than themselves, way bigger than their household. It is a true it's a true movement and it, it's a, a real opportunity to find and, and almost uh, reward the joy that these companions have and the role they play in our lives. Um, and think and, about it. You did, it's, it's, you, did a, you did so much in only two words and each one is only three letters. Do you know how hard that is to achieve? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, we, may got, we may have gotten a little bit lucky on that, but um, we love the simplicity. Everything we do as a, as a company, and everything we we do in terms of creating our products and and our the way we think about uh, dog wellness is all about simplicity and not bringing complications and and bringing unnecessary confusions into the conversation. And we love the name. We love the our colors. We love the the use of certain uh, shapes like like round and and, and fresh green and. We use VW bands as our as as ways to bring a smile to people's faces at point of sale. So everything we do seems to have really interconnected, and it it is it is starting to it's really starting to resonate with people. It's really starting to bring more and more smiles to people's faces, and that's that's why we're here. And that's why that that's that's ultimately why the company exists. It, it's it's grounded in purpose. It's grounded in something way bigger than Tom Eric's, way bigger than any employee. Um, and we're putting our stake in the ground to to create this whole notion once and for all around dog wellness, which is which is no one's ever tackled. And and we are. Okay. Well, I want to take a step back in time because people want to know who you are and who was your inspiration. And this is the time I really would love you to do a tribute to your late great dog. Cooper, because I know what it's like. My my heart dog is right on the couch behind me, pet safety dog Kona. And I'm telling you, dogs sure make us better humans. What's the tale of Cooper? Yeah, the tale the tale of Cooper, um, unfortunately, it's it's the tale of a, a lot of uh, dogs in our in our lives. Uh, Cooper in 2018 uh, was diagnosed with lymphoma. And I'll, I'll, and I'll never forget, uh, the, our dogs, our Eddie and Cooper at the time, uh, they, they sleep in our room on the floor. They're a big part of our, our lives. And, uh, I remember he was kind of lip smacking and it was a sound that I had never heard from him. And okay. it was just an odd, it was almost like, a, and so we went and got him diagnosed at Cornell. Uh, he came back, he had lymphoma and we quickly tried to think about how we could get him healthy again. And we talked to a number of oncologists and, uh, one oncologist in particular, Dr. Kendra Pope, who's a holistic oncologist, integrated medicine, um, really, really started to 
have me better understand uh, the real importance around nutrition. And we spent about an hour in her office in Red Bank, New Jersey. And she talked a lot about Cooper and asked a lot of questions about how we, how we, how we feed him and does he, you know, is he active? Things like that. Um, and she kind of went back to the feeding question. Uh, and she said, so, so how does Cooper, you know, what do you feed Cooper? And we, um, at the time I thought we were feeding him really wonderful food, but we weren't. We were feeding him, uh, a, a high end kibble and, uh, but I didn't understand the dynamic and the power of nutrition at that stage of my life, unfortunately. And she very quickly squared this conversation. She said, Tom, you're just feeding him the best of the crap. Uh, and I kind of, yeah, it really, it really hit me. Um, but it also motivated the heck out of me because w- she said, moving forward, we're going to get him a, a, a fresh meal prescription so he can use nutrition as the real driver to reinvigorate his health and wellness. And she said, from this moment forward, whatever you eat at home, feed it to Cooper until you get the prescription and let food be the medicine, let food be the driver of Very his good. return to health. And what, uh, what we, kind of dog was Cooper? And what about yeah, Eddie? Coop, Cooper is a uh, Eddie and Cooper golden retrievers. Uh, Cooper was one of the, the loveliest dogs we've ever had. Um, he, uh, was, was the great protector of the house. So if you went on walks, he wasn't always the best walking dog, but, uh, okay. he was, he was, the, he was so wonderful. And, uh, he played such an important role in our lives. We got him, um, when our kids were really small and, um, you know, we'd go up to Vermont skiing, he would come and wherever we went, Cooper nice. was with us and he played such a, such a, a powerful role. And I didn't quite understand the role dogs played. And I've been a dog lover and animal lover my entire life, but it wasn't until this window when he got sick, um, that it, that it really landed of the importance that our dog Cooper played in my life in my family's life. And the 70 plus million households out there in the United States that have dogs. Um, it's unbelievable the role they, that these animals play in our lives. They, well, they, as you yeah, said, it's, it's, it's the power of the paw. And I can tell you, um, they really are. We're just scratching the surface of what they do for us. And we need to know more about what we can do for them. Would you agree? I totally agree. I totally agree. It is. I, I, I'm so excited because it is at, I think we're at a moment, early stages as a, as a society where talking about our, our companions, our animals, our, our loved ones, um, is not only cathartic, it's inspirational. It's, it's, it's motivating for people. It gives, you start to learn a ton about the importance they play in their roles. You think about veterans who have P, uh, PTSD. These, these yep. animals are, are literally helping them stay alive um and and i always say i i I say this uh all the time i think they're the great teachers of love and compassion i really do i think they teach us as people how to be better humans and how to take care of one another and how to love each other more i think like i think that is super early stage and i think we as people are learning more and more about their their pure palate Hey, we're going to continue talking with Tom Ericks of Get Joy after we take this break 
You know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're speaking with Tom Ericks. He is the founder-creator of a new innovative company called Get Joy. And the website is easy, getjoyfood.com. Is that correct? That is right. All yes, right. it is. So at least it wasn't Almond Joy. I would have gotten confused, but Get Joy <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> Almond Joys are pretty good, too. Yeah, so you, I'm just really curious can I say this as a cat? What were you doing as a business? What was your occupation before you got into Get Joy inspired by your late great dog, Cooper? I'm just trying to think of some ideas of what you might have done. Yeah. (laughs) I never never thought in 15 lifetimes that I ever would be in pet. Um, I spent an entire career in media, digital technology, um, I was in the television business with Turner Broadcasting, uh, moved into the digital business with CBS Sports Line, that oh, has later okay. evolved into CBSSports.com. I spent yeah. a very uh, short stint with Univision, where I, I was on their, their digital side. And then for seven years, uh, I was with Facebook in the early, early days of Facebook. Um, and, it, and it was at that point in my career that I really understood the power of people, the power of of teamwork, the, um, the, the sense of purpose the, uh, of building. Um, and I left Facebook in 2013 and I didn't quite, uh, I, I didn't quite, uh, fall in love with what I did for the, the subsequent years. I was advising companies and I really wanted to get back to, to creating and, and building. And when, when Cooper, uh, Cooper got sick, it really was, uh, it really was this intersection of my passion and love to this opportunity to create something purpose driven and in high, high impact. So, uh, I had the time, I had the energy, uh, and I, and I had the experience because I was on the, I was on Facebook's other side to, to build a direct consumer experience that was, that was really focused on driving overall health and wellness for, for dogs uh, everywhere. Well, on your site, um, uh, getjoyfood.com, you say that there are three wellness pillars. You speak of a dog's health, right? the nutrition you're talking about, number one, genetics and environment. What do you mean by all that? Right. The three pillars. Right. So um, I, I, that, was through, that was through, you know, Kendra Pope that really helped me understand what all those pillars really meant. Um, so, and for, for an animal, you have the genetics. So there's, right. that's a, obviously a complicated, super important element. You have an environment, uh, that you can't really control. It's, it can be as, it can be as broad as things that go on people's lawns, water that the animals drink and, um, pollution, air pollution, things like that. And the nutrition piece. And she said, that you really can't control the, the genetic piece because it's a, it's a deeper, it's a deeper, uh, conversation. The environment is really difficult as well because there's so many factors involved. But if you wanted to control one thing in, in a dog's kind of path to health and wellness, you can control nutrition. And that's where we put the stake in the ground. We wanted to, we wanted to control 
the quality of the of the fuel that goes in these awesome animals. So what what they would intake would be as as powerful and as as kind of energy driving as humanly possible. Um, and that's something that people are starting to wake up to. People are starting to understand that that is a piece. Of, even in in our lives as people, you know, we can control whether we eat processed foods or not. We can control right. whether we eat farm to table or not. And I think that is really gaining a ton of momentum in, in a lot of households, in a lot of towns, a lot of states across the country. And we're seeing more and more people who care about living a healthy, best life than ever before. And now we're seeing the line blurred between, the, between humans and their, their dogs. So the humanization of those pets is a real thing. And I think people are, are really understanding the power of, of nutrition, the power of, of health and wellness, the power of things like sleep, uh, taking care of yourself. And it's, it is just going one step further, which is amazing to see. And, and it's the right thing to do. Well, you, your focus is on nutrition, but you also have a team of pretty stellar veterinarians that uh, are available to help out people. You have this free on-demand veterinary access. Tell us about that with the Get Joe. Yeah. Program. So, so we started the company with nutrition. That was, that was kind of, you know, how we got, got things rolling. Um, as we thought long and hard about where we could be in the future and, and the role we could play in people's lives, we, we broadened our lens and we saw dog wellness as a way bigger opportunity. While nutrition is fantastic, we want it, we want, you know, nutrition isn't the only, only kind of element of wellness. So we're trying to create this whole notion where people can come to our brand and build a real trusting relationship and, and have experiences like wellness services. And we have a televet service. It's 24 seven. Uh, I used it just a few weeks ago. Um, really? Yeah. Where I was away with my dog. He was, uh, he gets, he gets a little, he, he, he gets hot spots. He gets big, heavy, big, thick fur. Um, is this and I had a, uh, this is Eddie and I had a text conversation, um, because he was kind of scratching and I've seen it before and she's like, it's okay. If, as long as you don't see any bubbling, but it was, gave me peace of mind and yeah. it had nothing to do with nutrition. Um, it, but it gave me comfort that there's a brand that is, that is really thinking about the, the whole well being of the animal and not just the transaction or the expense of selling a product. Um, well, and also, we really, you know, you're in a tough market. I mean, pets is multi-billion dollars and especially the food. So how would you in an elevator ride say how different Get Joy is yeah. from some other brands and, and what yeah. makes you stand out like a Great Dane in a pack of chihuahuas? <laughs> I love that. Uh, we are dog wellness. We are mm -hmm. fundamentally taking a different road than everybody else. Uh, while we have competitive nutritional products, the way we think about our, our environment in the United States is that we are collaborating, locking arms with, with people, and we are building a community that is anchored and focused on dog wellness. And we, just about the entire rest of our competitive set isn't. So it's a big difference. Like we're playing, we, 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 we anticipate to be around for many, many, many years. I think there's lots that want to participate and, and not be around for many, many years. 
You mentioned that, um, you know, you're going to launch some supplements in the fall. So you are expanding and improving. You seem to be reaching the ears and the knowledge brain of some very key veterinarians. So you're, you're, you are an orchestrating conductor. I do believe that, you know, you need a village, don't you? You talk about having a, a dog wellness community, but you're tapping people that help you with this, with this mission. No question. The two people, we have a number of, of veterinarians uh, who are involved in our company now as, advi- as advisors. The two people who I met in 2018 are two of my biggest confidants, Dr. Lindsay Thalheim and Dr. Kendra Pope. They are so thoughtful and so committed to wellness. One is an oncologist at Cornell. One is, an inter- is a holistic integrated veterinarian. They believe something way bigger than what they practice on a daily basis. They see the power of nutrition as the centerpiece to driving health and wellness for the long haul. Tom, I really <laughs> appreciate you being on the show and I, I applaud your mission. Thank you so much. I, uh, I love everything you're doing and uh, the millions and millions of pet parents out there uh, today and, uh, and how so many are embracing their dog's uh, health and wellness journey. I think it's just beginning and I can't wait nice. to see how it, uh, how it evolves. That's it for our show today. Pause up to my special guest, cat behavior specialist, Dr. Rachel Geller, and the founder of Get Joy, Tom Eriks. Big thanks to all you great radio stations, coast to coast for airing our show. And to you, my pet pals, I unleash a huge thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's easy. Arden Moore. And visit our website, fourleggedlife.com. Until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com and by Dog TV, the first channel created to bring relaxing video and music for dogs. Online at dogtv.com and also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is FourLeggedLife.com. And have a pawsome week.